welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Today, we have with us Lynn Ward. Hi, doctor. Thanks for having me. With over 26 years of experience in entrepreneurship, business, finance, and digital marketing, Ward Consulting specializes in marketing ROI auditing, consumer acquisition, cost allocation, and digital marketing consulting. We will help you make sense of your marketing numbers, and instead of diving into different types of strategies to market your company, Ward Consulting makes sure you are thinking about innovation and not just optimization. In short, you will learn the intelligence behind marketing investment decisions. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Len, the biggest issues companies face when running a digital marketing campaign are debatable, but what do you think the biggest issues are? The number one issue, I think there's two issues, but the number one issue people have with digital marketing campaigns is they do not know the proper amount of money to spend. So they feel as if the return on the investment should be larger than the investment they actually are putting in there. So if they're putting in a dollar, they're expecting a lot more from that dollar than what it should be. Secondly, even if they know what they have to invest in digital marketing, the biggest problem is they don't know where to allocate that money. Um, allocating the money is predicated on where your sales process funnel is or your funnel or pipeline, however you want to refer to it, wherever the holes are in that pipeline to get for you patients in the front door. So those are the two biggest issues I think are consistently challenging the digital marketing world. How does a company typically decide how much money to allocate to that? You have to start off with everybody will come in and say, I need to, I don't see a return on investment or I'm looking for a return on investment. Return on investment starts by allocating, or I'm sorry, by identifying the actual number you're going after. You can't establish a return on investment unless you have something to weigh it against, whether that's the amount of patients you're getting in the front door, whether it's the amount of revenue you're looking to bill, but that's exactly how it starts. Once you identify the money that you're going after, the revenue target will say, then you have to go in and say, how many patients do I need to hit that revenue target? Then you take a step back and then you identify what does my pipeline look like? And then right there is where your marketing budget starts emerging. Then it's okay, I'm looking at the holes in my sales pipeline or my funnel and it's obvious that I have to allocate money in a couple of different areas. Then you go to the platforms and you identify what that bidding environment looks like. So if you are a office and you need a lot of leads right now, you're going to be living in the ad world world, which is the prohibitively most expensive place to be advertising. So you go in and you try to work on some keywords, you work with your digital agency, you work with your marketing team, and you identify what you believe are the keywords or the user intent to find your services. And then you start building out a budget. And then obviously there's some KPIs and numbers. I won't get too into the weeds, but that is truly how much you, how you try to establish a marketing budget. Too often companies will come up with a marketing budget after they've looked at their operating expenses and look at a lot of different things and say, this is what I have left over for marketing. Those days are long gone and you will not succeed in digital marketing if marketing is the last conversation on the operational expenses for the calendar year. 
Have you converted at all to AI in your marketing yet? So we're just starting to look at AI. I don't think there's any question that AI is going to completely, I don't think it's just going to disrupt the marketing industry. I think it's going to walk in and destroy the marketing industry. And I don't say that too lightly. I was fortunate enough at my age, dating myself, I've been around when the internet kind of started emerging. I remember when I first, when I owned a digital agency, we were optimizing for 15 search engines, not just Google. I was also fortunate enough when I worked on Wall Street to watch the rise of digital happen. And a lot of people were talking about how much that was going to change the way people advertise, interact with people. AI is going to do the same thing. So I think with marketing, what's going to happen with AI, it's going to take over your copywriting. It's going to take over your strategy. It's going to take over a lot. But I do think companies need to prepare for it. But I will say this, as much as we are all want to race to AI, and I'm right there with everybody trying to get into the front door. I think we have to let this play out just a little bit and try to find out exactly what they're doing because Google and Bing and everybody's now saying they're integrating AI with advertising and so forth. I think that's just a really nice way to say, hey, we're going to try to profit off the term AI. So make sure you keep your ad dollars flowing. But I don't think we really know what's going to happen for another, I'd say, year. But marketing people better be ready for AI. So what do you think that digital marketing will look like in 2025? You think it's just all going to be AI? I believe that in my personal opinion, AI is not going to replace critical thinking that we know it, thank God. But I do believe AI will probably encompass about 75% of marketing. In my, If I had to predict, I believe marketing teams are going to be down to about two to three people. And I believe that AI and so whatever, however, whatever platforms are wrapped around that will be running your campaigns. So it's the companies that, which is what I'm teaching now, it's the companies that have mastered the investment in marketing are the ones that are going to succeed. It's the ones who are going to really have really good creative, although I do think AI is going to replace that. And those two people are the ones that are really the ones that are going to succeed. So I do believe marketing departments are going to be cut by 75%. And I believe it's the ones who truly have a really good product, like a game changer, a separator, are the ones that are really going to make it. Yeah, marketing is going to look very different. I think there's going to be a lot of people coming out of college with, quote unquote, no longer marketing degrees. And that's a good thing. Everyone knows that online scamming has increased markedly over the last two years. But cyber threats like phishing schemes, malware, ransomware and digital attacks also increase significantly every year. Are you protected? How much money would your business or practice lose out on if you are attacked? Get in touch with today's sponsors, Sound Cyber Security, for assessments in your business and protection. Contact them at soundcybersecurity.com. Protect yourself before it is too late. Now, back to our podcast. So for our listeners out there, could you explain to them what AI is and how one converts over to that? Artificial intelligence, right now, the easiest form to understand is ChatGPT. That's the Microsoft product. This is the one Elon Musk put a lot of money behind. ChatGPT has a rapid, fast way in which it can crawl the internet and I then formulate and put together an answer for you predicated on the questions you're asking it. It can also do the same thing with 
creative, meaning you can create a, a, an actual like image for you. If you say, hey, create a purple duck walking down the street in New York City, it can create that, although it's really not there. However, the conversation piece with ChatGPT Chat is very interesting because the way it scrolls and crawls the internet and harvests data can give you answers that in the past may have taken you customer surveys, days upon days, if not weeks to scroll on the internet, reading and trying to put an entire thesis together and saying, this is what I think it's going to be. ChatGPT digests all the stuff that the humans have ever created and says, this is what your answer is. The problem with ChatGPT is that a good 35 to 40% of it may not be ac accurate because some of the stuff you're looking at online is really not accurate, but it's going to change it's going to change the way we do jobs. Like instead of having somebody do a task for you, you're probably going to ask an AI interactive device, hey, can you handle this for me? Hey, can you do that for me? So the stuff per se of marketing, can you build this campaign for me? Can you tell me how to fix this on a website? That's the kind of stuff it's going to handle. So I hope that kind of explains it. And I think the actual explanation of AI is probably going to change a little bit over the next six months. How can someone truly map out an ROI campaign from marketing. That comes back again to understanding understanding what your targeted goal is and then really understanding what your customer acquisition cost and your lifetime value. So you have to really understand what you're investing in your customer acquisition cost. Is the investment in your customer acquisition cost properly allocated across the holes in your pipeline? And then weighing that against the lifetime value of the client. So if your customer acquisition cost is $100, and your lifetime value of a client is $1,000, meaning they will come up 10 times and spend $100 with you, your investment in marketing is 10 to 1. For every dollar you put into sales and marketing, you're getting $10 back. And that is the proper way on how to look at a return on investment. What you cannot do when you're looking at return on investment is trying to pull in operating expenses and say, oh, yeah, but that I had this, I had that. It's really identifying all the main components that go into your customer acquisition costs, which is all things marketing, all things sales. And once you have that, you now have the foundation of identifying what your return on the marketing is. How do you help medical practices get patient acquisition? How do we help medical get patient? Okay, so you mean patient acquisition costs? Or you mean just obviously get patients in the front door? Do you are you involved in getting patients through the front door or yeah, we have worked with medical facilities in the past. So currently right now, I that when I owned a digital agency, I owned a full-scale digital agency, two of them, we did work with medical facilities and bringing them in. So it was the classic pay-per-click, retargeting, geofencing, email drip campaigns, all the touch points. So if you are in the cosmetic area and let's just say you're doing filler in the face and Botox and so forth. There's multiple times in which people would like to be touched for that. Obviously, pricing is going to be really big for that. But yes, we would simply run pay-per-click campaigns. You're trying to get them in the front door. There's a special on however many vials you're purchasing, email drip campaigns. And so you have to remember if you are in that field, if it's a medical emergency, that's different. We know we're going to the emergency room. If your tooth is cracked, you're going to the dentist. That's different. That's a Google and you're just trying to get there to, to alleviate pain. When you are trying, when it's a little bit of a different medical situation and it's elective medical situation, then you have to remember the average person would like to be touched in the neighborhood of about five to 10 times and you need to make sure your ad campaign is touching those five to 10 times. What are two tips that you could give our listeners today that they could implement right away in terms of digital marketing campaigns? 
it's mandatory to leverage your email list much more than you are. I don't care what anyone tells you out there. Email is still the largest converter of sales. I understand that people's email boxes are inundated right now, and it does get frustrating. But if you're really good at email marketing, if you do have the right taglines and offer the readers something that's legit, not don't just send them a blog post. Nobody cares about that. But if you want to, if you, again, I'll go back to the, I'll go back to cosmetic. If you want to do before and after pictures, which is what everybody likes to see, that's something somebody wants to read on an email. Leverage your email list. Make sure you're reaching out to past or current clients or prospective patients or clients, however you like to refer to them, at least on a monthly basis. Make sure you have an offer on there. And if somebody does come in the front door and does have a consultation, one of the things you want to do to make sure that you're keeping them there is implement a drip campaign, which means a series of, say, three to six pieces of content that's mailed out to those individuals over the course of, say, three months, however many times you see the individual patient. So standard email campaign, make sure you have something going out on a monthly basis, and then a drip email campaign for patients that you're trying to actually convert are two things you should be implementing almost immediately. I'm sure that you have a lot of competitors in the digital marketing field. How do you how do you attract your clients? How do you stand out from your competition? I'm a little different. So what's good for me is, you know, and I, I don't mean the when I say this, I don't mean to say this in any type of in any type of fashion, but it's rare somebody sits down and is going to talk more about the financial aspect of marketing than the actual creative aspect of marketing. It's not that I think creative is easy because it's not, it's difficult, but the most difficult conversation in marketing is actually having a conversation about dollars and cents. So when I do have that conversation with clients, I quickly separate myself because at the end of the day, marketing people, are, they're not finance people. You know why? Because they're not supposed to be finance people. I was just lucky in my past career to be able to work within the world of finance. I've run my own businesses, so I know what type of investment it takes. And that's my differentiator. What also helps out is that when people work with me, I don't implement or run your campaigns. I am a consultant with it. I will work with your agency. I will work with your internal team to make sure that your money's allocated properly and that you are getting the return on investment that you're looking for. So I guess you could say I live in the space between a regular marketing consultant and, a, and an ad agency. I live in that space in between, which is a unique blend. I think that's what separates me normally. Thank you for clarifying. And thank you for being here with us today, Len. This has been another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors, speaking with Len Ward. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness. Greatness.